is yours. I'm Jesse. And I'm Hope. This is your audio guidebook to post-millennial relationships. So, what are we talking about today, baby? Today is a super fun and interesting episode because we are answering some listener questions. Oh boy, I love it when we do that. (laughs) Yes, our first question is, who are the figures that you look to in determining what makes a good marriage or relationship? So, like, role models. Basically. Okay. You want to start with maybe kind of who we looked up to when we were young? Sure. You want to lead off sure. that one? Yeah. Uh, growing up, I had a few relatives I looked up to. Uh, of course, my father and mother. I looked up to them being loving to each other, so I aspired to be that way. Um, I think I also looked up to my grandparents on both sides, uh, them having long relationships and the love they showed for each other. Uh, and I'm talking specifically what I looked up to within their relationships. Uh, they always showed each other respect. Yeah, mine weren't actually real people. Hmm. It was characters I would see in movies or TV shows because my home life and family outside of my home weren't always the most respectful for each other or they didn't present themselves in the best light even when little ears were around. Yeah, yeah. That can make it challenging to actually, what? how do I do relationships? Right, and that's... Probably part of the reason why I didn't have a boyfriend until I was 17. Fair. I mean, that'd be kind of scary to not, not know. Like, you only knew one type of relationship. Or or a few, of course. But like you said, you had good role, well, good good fake role models. But, right. Uh, I also was aware enough that they aren't real. And yeah. you can't base real life on <laughs> what you see on the screen. But I think you also were very mindful of what was right. Uh, Yeah. Because even getting into our early dating. And I think the reason why I had a clear idea of what a healthy relationship looks like is because I spent so much time reading the Bible and Mm. had the relationships in there. Yeah. And And also how Jesus told us. uh, And we are his bride. Yeah. That example he gave. Uh, And also a lot of the New Testament talks about how a husband should love his wife and being willing to lay his life down for them. And the wife should respect uh, the husband, not in a t- tyran- uh, tyrannical way. Tyrannical? Tyrannical, tyrannical way. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus like, Rex Exactly. Way. Uh, but instead in a way that is honoring uh, and supportive. As, right. Uh, uh, is very different than what we picture a support of thing would be. It's more like how the Holy Spirit is or how God is for us, a support that we need, that we mm-hmm. desperately need to live. Yeah, like if you're building a house, you need the support. <laughs> yeah. So who do you look up to for your relationships now? Now? Um, well, before I get to that one, I was one more I needed to mention was Paul Sweeney. Uh, he was a, a really good role model. Uh, anyways. Now, I look up to... I think I look to you for some examples of what it is to love. I think that ironing, chopping iron is probably one of my favorite portions of being married is being able to learn alongside someone and be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Because we that's kind of what marriage is about. It's about... Wanting the other person to succeed so much that you're benefiting them through uh, positivity, 
um, through encouragement, being able to um, point out maybe when the other person is needing help in some area or maybe they're doing too much. When, you, when you've married someone, people have these like standard vows, but they don't really believe them, I feel, at least looking at average relationships in the U.S. Yeah, I feel like our listeners would benefit from hearing our vows someday. Yeah, that Because be they are custom hey, written. That will be on one of the first posts on the Patreon. Maybe we can do a, a Patreon episode where we read our vows and... Whoever uh, cries first and has to make dinner. pictures of me crying at the <laughs> altar. Snot bubbles for everyone. Yeah. So but besides me, who else besides do you, you look to? Um, I look to... Who would you point out to be a role model for me? For you? I mean, Wayne was, I guess, in a way, but I almost just see eye to eye on with him now. Yeah, I Um, think, especially since we've moved. Yeah, just he's not as involved in our lives, which we live so far away. Yeah, it's no one's fault. Right? Um, Yeah, I guess it's a little hard for me to pinpoint a role model right now in my life. What about in a relationship aspect? Uh, to encourage me to be a better husband type of thing. Or, like, who's doing marriage right in your oh. eyes? Um, I think Grandma got addition. Uh, I think Grandma got a Kellogg. Uh, Gigi and people, I guess, too, because they've been together forever. Um, people that have these lasting relationships that are built on... Uh, godly principles mm-hmm. it's one of those things that there's a through line there right yeah uh you see it very evidently in uh, in my my mom and dad as well uh they have been so very loyal through even the toughest times and uh that is something i will always i think kind i've kind of built my view of marriage on their relationship uh and that's helped me be strat- strategic in how i discuss things in marriage, how I uh, go into arguments uh, with a level head and like, and when I say arguments, our arguments are so tame, (laughs) Uh, but it's, there's the right way to go about those things. And I think their influence has definitely molded how I view them. They definitely have shaped what I think marriage should look like in the past five years. Yeah. Five years, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. And... It's so vastly different to see your side of the family compared to mine. And even when things are hard, they have the stability of God in their lives. And their relationship is made up of three people. Hmm. And I think when we started dating, that was very evident and a priority for us as well. Yeah. That is why I feel like we've been so successful. It's not two people trying at it. It's it's us being built on a good foundation. Yeah, and our willingness to be the vessels for the Lord's work. Yeah, that is something I pray every day to bring God glory. Yeah, and and with that, it's it's not a chore. It's like something that I am honored to do, and it's I not think that's even how marriage that, is supposed to work too, though. Yeah, to bring like, the other, to lift the other one up so that they can do better. Yeah, and encourage them to continue doing what is right and good and lovely it's kind of a constant accountability buddy that's cute (laughs) but it's not so much as separated as that it's more 
uh, intimate and close yeah as well it's a lot more fun than just accountability it's very fun what kind of role model do you want to be for our kids and the people that aren't in relationships around us Hmm. the ideal role model yes what does that look like to you i think the first thing that really is so important about a role model is living by how they teach yeah um to not you have to walk the walk yeah and and that's such a common phrase but so many people will say something and do that exact opposite yeah or just go about it apathetically just say something and not do anything exactly so i think leading by example Mm -hmm. is is what a role model would do being willing to listen uh, before anything uh, because listening is how you get to know someone enough to be able to teach them. Right. If you don't listen to someone, then whatever you're teaching is going to fall on deaf ears because you're teaching them from a slate of zero. You need to know the person in order to teach them properly. So like anytime I onboard uh, new subcontractors, I give them a lot of information but I ask way more questions than I give information. Uh, and those questions are to en- enable me on how either one, if they're going to be a good fit, mm-hmm. and two, how am I to go about teaching them, right? Yeah. So know your student, I guess, as a role model would be my other point. Well, you, baby. To be a good role model is to set that example of what you want your student to be demonstrating Mm. but also being compassionate and Mm. listening to their troubles not always trying to fix what's wrong Mm. be a sounding board for them sometimes yeah like i want our kids to be able to come to us for advice about riding bikes or getting married and everything in between everything i want them to be able to be very transparent with us because we're very safe people yeah and i think there it's a i think it's a very fine line that some a lot of parents have a struggle to figure out how to do but to have a close relationship with your child can be so beneficial for their adolescence and and into adulthood yeah um we were talking to patrick he was up here just a little bit ago and he was talking about how he went through his quote-unquote rebellious phase which was probably not even that dire but he's to this point now where he's in a relationship with both of his parents that's so close and dear to him that he he looks up to them as you know two great role models and they were they were beneficial in his younger life so that he would come back to them right he already had that repertoire of trust with them yeah trust is the word i was looking for that's beautiful i think being parents it's that you are a role model no matter if you like it or not right and your kids are watching everything you do Mm -hmm. and you can be a bad example yeah i have actually said before uh, i was standing up on something to reach something in a safe way Mm -hmm. we tell gracie or elizabeth to not stand on things that you can easily fall off so i told her after i had i was about to get down from standing i said daddy wasn't supposed to stand up there and I made it evident that what I was doing was wrong. Uh, I wasn't, in, in my mind, of course, I had to do something on the on the couch, but she doesn't know that. So explaining, even if, 
maybe what you're doing as a role model is not wrong, but it could be wrong for your student. Mm-hmm. Uh, making that evident that either the difference between the two or uh, make them understand that not everything's permissible. Um, but of course, never say, uh, do as I say, as but not as I do. Mm-hmm. That is the worst way to teach anyone. Yeah. I think explaining what should have been done instead is yeah. a really effective way of parenting like hey don't stand on the couch we stand on the floor mm-hmm. or, or we sit on the couch or daddy should have gotten a step stool instead yeah. of standing on the couch our second question says thinking back to your childhood what did you think that marriage would look like for teen you how does it differ and how is it the same and how did growing up in your household affect that <clears throat> so what did little jesse think marriage would look like Little Jesse thought of marriage. Well, to be honest, my you wife, didn't. One of my first thoughts about like baby making was <laughs> I thought that kissing was baby making. That's not the same thing as a marriage. Well, it's funny though. <laughs> um, let's see. When was I first thinking about marriage though? The only real like, I think solid thing in my brain about marriage was my mom and dad. Like I always saw them hugging or kissing or or whatever and i was like that's that's marriage right Mm -hmm. um so for i think that was probably up until like 10 or maybe eight or nine or ten and then you know i started understanding more about marriage and and what that means and and things like that and so that development of understanding was probably stayed the same until about 16 because in that period of time I was like oh man to have someone to like always be with and kiss and like <laughs> like that's just like such an amazing be careful you're gonna have too many babies a mad yeah <laughs> a magical thing a friend I can always be with like it was this very grand and just like wonderful thought of a friendship that's just so perfect and precious, I think, in my mind. That's really sweet. And so I think that and that kind of continued. And when I f- first got into, like, my first relationships, it looked a lot different than what I thought a relationship would look like. So what just, did it look like? Well, it just was, it was very surface level. It wasn't very, like, friendshipy. It was just like, oh, I like you, you like me type of thing. Based on appearance. Based on appearance or, like, how you make each other feel and things like mm. that. So, like really it was this it was almost like what i wanted right in my young years is what i have now but like but for but for those periods of time where there were just you know short relationships that didn't really matter much it was completely like a lie to me i was like i thought this was what marriage was Mm -hmm. i thought this was what a relationship was so i think it's the difference is is what how both of the people are interacting the maturity of it of course too uh but that was my i think overview of of marriage throughout the years it was started at i completely didn't understand it at all except for what i saw from my parents went to this beautiful you know view of i want to get married so quickly and so badly not so quickly but i want to find someone i want to marry right and then it turned into this wow marriage is wonderful what about you i 
remember <clears throat> playing with my Barbie dolls, and sometimes they would get married. That's adorable. And their, quote, marriage was pretty dresses and kisses. <laughs> pretty dresses. Yeah. Adorable. And then as I was getting older... Hmm. My parents' relationship was falling apart mm. when I was starting to understand what a marriage should be. Yeah. So I had to look outside of my house. Mm. And I have... The majority of my family is still married to their first partner. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't always mean that it is a healthy relationship. Sure. And... A lot of what my parents have said about my relatives is somewhat negative. Mm. So their voice was influencing what I thought marriage should be. Mm. And then when I started dating people, (laughs) I let a lot of emotional neglect happen. Yeah. And I think that's partially because of what happened with my parents. That's what I was used to. Yeah. But at the same time, I was also reading the Bible and learning what healthy relationships look like and what it means to build your partner up and be edifying and supportive. So you're teaching yourself. Right. And I didn't have... An example that I could see on a daily basis, yeah. I had words in a book. Yeah. Which were the right words, right. thankfully, right? They were the the most correct, pure way of doing it. Very difficult, though, because words, you, you really have to make an effort to believe or uh, trust and remember those type of things. Uh, being Seeing is, is a little bit easier. A lot of people say they're visual learners, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you are definitely a literary learner, uh, but I learn all the time. You learn about anything and in any way you can figure it out. Um, but yeah, that's that's challenging. Yeah, and in that previous relationship, it was a year and a half long, and I was not getting support from my family about that relationship. So I was mm. like, "Am I making a mistake?" And then mm. things went bad, and yeah. Then I was single for a while after that, before I met you again, and we started dating and then got married. So, like, <laughs> three dis- months after. discovering who I was yeah. was a big part of having a healthy relationship with you, and now our marriage and parenting our kids and <laughs> being crazy. We're parents. Yeah, being a whole every single time I a think, whole person. Like, that is, I like. I parent every day, right? I'm very involved with Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. But, like, hearing that I am a parent just out loud is, like, it's very interesting just to think about. Yeah. It's so much responsibility. You're always going to be a parent. It's so natural, though. Like, it feels so right. I love being a parent, being nurturing and loving to little Elizabeth because... You do it to me. me. It's true. I've already... Yeah. I guess from that perspective, I've already been... A nurturing person mm-hmm. and so just of course i i love my child so i'm gonna nurture them as well yeah your children are half you and half the person you love most yeah so it's very easy to <laughs> understand that yeah i guess so the and we kind of touched on how it affected our perspective within growing up yeah i was very apprehensive about dating at all because yeah. the relationship i should have been looking up to fell apart 
Yeah, that's not a fair perspective. Yeah, it made me kind of jaded. Yeah, understandably. And thankfully now uh, you're in a relationship that is very loving (laughs) and different than that. Which you, I definitely have overcome a lot of hurdles within that. Right. uh, To get here and get in this mindset. Yes. Which is lovely. Having support from you and my (laughs) therapist. Yeah. And being able to work through some really big feelings that I had pushed down for a really long time. Yeah. I think that's that's beautiful growth, really. It's something that is challenging and not everyone wants to even confront because they don't want to feel hurt. Yeah. They don't want to bring up past hurt. But mm-hmm. that's how we get stronger. And I definitely have seen you growing uh, every year, every year of our, our marriage. It's because he... It's because of God, really. Yeah. But I definitely know you I have him... spoken truth yeah. into your life, uh, which you needed a lot. Everybody needs it. Everyone needs truth. Everyone needs encouragement, uh, but all the more so from your spouse. Yes. <laughs> it should be. It should be coming from yeah. your spouse mostly. Uh, because in in that form of relationship, uh, because there is so much trust within it, uh, whenever there is truth spoken, you can trust that it to be the right thing, the answer that is true. Uh, and listening... And, that sounds kind of redundant, but knowing that truth is truth is somewhere to be able to be at peace in and rest in. Uh, kind of like uh, the Bible saying that God is truly God. Mm-hmm. You can believe that to be true, but until you experience it, you don't know it's the truth. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I also feel like an effective role model will mm. speak truth. Yeah. Hopefully with grace Mm. and be willing to have hard conversations with you like your spouse would. Yeah. 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 We need hard conversation. I think too many people are uh, very just menial conversations that are everyday things. How are you doing? Good, good. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. That's not true. Well. No one's good all the time. But most conversations are comprised of just simple language and maybe a little bit of complaining. Yeah. But not working towards constructive and listening ear that's truly understanding or, or wanting to help. Yeah, I think that's where the disconnect is. People aren't willing to listen to the mm. person they're talking to. Yeah. They just want to get to the next thing they have to say, yeah. regardless of what the other person is telling them. That is how you have you keep an acquaintance instead of make a friend. Yes. You keep an acquaintance by babbling on, and make a friend by listening to them. Mm-hmm. How to win friends and influence people. I never read that book, but that's the only takeaway I remember hearing someone say about it is just listen. <laughs> just basically just listen. And everyone will want to be your friend. Everyone wants to be listened to. Yeah. You want to make other people feel like they are important. Yeah. And ask questions. That's the thing. Ask questions and react to their questions and ask specific questions about what the people are saying. To define a good role model, you might want to be looking, going back to that, might be looking for someone who's willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who is maybe a little bit older or has more experience at least Yeah. Um, within any area you might be struggling. Um, or even not struggling, but just any area of life that mm-hmm. requires experience. You just, 
years do add wisdom sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes people are foolish in their old age, but... Uh, There's a lot of things you don't know until you do them. Yeah. And it takes time to do things. That's true. And if you're in certain stages of life, you just won't have the opportunity yet to do those things. Mm -hmm. And so finding someone who's done them already before you got there, it kind of cuts out a lot of weed. Like for my younger brother, um, Joe, when he was uh, like in his 16s and 17s, I was so, like, just precise about saying, like, skip drugs, <laughs> skip alcohol, skip any sort of addictive thing, and, and just skip over it. It's not worth the time, and if you do fall into an addictive pattern within it, it can destroy your life. So, and I don't know if my word was the reason he didn't really indulge in any type of repetitive, addictive drug, which... But, but I think, I think in general, obviously no hard drugs. He's not on, he's on yeah. crack cocaine right now. So. I um, remember my dad telling me while I was growing up, you can either learn from the classroom or crisis. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good option. Yeah. That is pretty much your only options. So um, you can either listen to what someone wiser and more experienced mm-hmm. than you has to say, or you can. Mess around and find out, basically. Yeah. And that goes back to trust. Trust mm. the person who taught you the right way. And you don't have to find out. <laughs> you don't no. have to. Because usually if we find out about something that's been advised not to do, oh, it's from Oh, people wise will counsel, double down. Yeah, but when you find out you're and you look back at it and you think, man, was that really worth like the pain and the, the trials that... I put myself through. Yeah. I know there's a good many in my college years, which I wish I had never done. And when I say wish, I take experience in general and I don't regret it because I'm able to use it for anything someone else. So that is a good way to use that. And I'm on the other side of the coin. I learned from classroom. I said, (laughs) no, I'm not going to do those things. And Hope is very wise in that. And she's still able to speak into many people's lives. Uh, of what not to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was very good at avoiding foolish behavior. <laughs> not avoiding, just choosing. I think she was more just wise. Wise choices were made. The people you hang around with will influence you. It's true. Find so some good ones. Pick, pick your role models wisely. What's that cliche they say? Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you will become the three mo- people that you hang out with most. I yeah, and I've noticed in our conversations, we've picked up each other's vernacular, which yeah. is kind of funny. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and also, <laughs> like, Elizabeth's also getting to the point where she's influencing the things that we oh say. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. And then I think my other, like, prominent influence is the Bible. Because yeah. I spend a lot of time reading and listening to what God has said. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to start a series that was published like 20 years ago and see what holds up mm-hmm. to a post-millennial relationship. That's good. I think that's so going to be beneficial. Stay tuned for that one. Um, within, I think, on the 10th episode drop, I'm going to make a Patreon and just see how it goes. I think it's free to do it anyway, so might as well. Yeah, if you like our content and want to see us looser, sillier, more fun, mm-hmm. 
yeah. join that. I think what will happen is a bunch of bloopers. We'll release at <sighs> least a blooper probably per episode. I already have like seven saved up. Yeah, this is not our first take, friends. <laughs> and then uh, recipes. We'll our own, yeah, our own family and recipes we've done. Um, how we do life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so some maybe our, some vlogs, yeah. some home update things. Yeah, private, more private things that you might just want to learn more about us or get to know us more. And we'll have also chats throughout there, so maybe some live streams. Yes, I'm so excited for that. I'd love to connect with our community and have a two-way conversation. Yeah, and so we can do like live questions and uh, maybe even live cooking sometimes. We'll... We'll figure out what it looks like and yeah hopefully. in the meantime please let us know what you want to see yeah if you want to get a hold of us in the meantime please email us at what's mine is yours pod at gmail.com send us a dm on instagram or twitter at wmiy underscore pod or join our facebook page what's mine is yours pod what's mine is yours pod um and i want to also make everyone aware that's listening that these first few episodes that we're producing um i know that there's going to be a very small community that even ever hears these right now in this year so you guys are kind of like the foundation for how we form this podcast and how, how it can benefit you guys most so we really do desire a very direct feedback i don't want just like hey love the podcast i want hey, this is really what is benefiting me throughout your podcast. I want to see more of this. You know, give us critiques that can actually benefit you because we're not doing this just for us. Uh, it is going to be beneficial for us, but we're wanting to do it to help other relationships. So tell us how we can do that. And we also want to help people that aren't in relationships yet. Yeah. If, if that's yeah. something you desire, please let us know what we can do to help you. Yeah. Even it, Whether it be suggestions on making friends that could become a relationship or that's the best way to do um, it or even just general knowledge about what a relationship looks like and how it should look yeah and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship either no no it can be a friendship it could be a friendship across the world we make many friends around the world yeah just from streaming and, oh, and doing all my new things. book friends i'm so excited about <laughs> anyways until next time we thank you for listening goodbye bye Bye.